Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Nest podcast. Uh, I don't know what episode we're on. I think we're on like episode 16 or something. I always every once in a while, I like to throw that in just to give people a, an idea how long we've been doing this and uh, 16 episodes. Uh, these guys have joined me and it's been awesome. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we've got uh, Carrie is here from uh, the Fox. Carrie, what videos you've been working on, man? Uh, there's a few that I have. I just I recently finished up a uh, a series. Well, I want to start a series of videos called uh, Retro Storytime. Uh, that was a lot of fun for me, and the title was the first games that I can remember playing. Uh, I also just finished up a quick video that I just wanted to talk about because I've had a few people ask me about the latest drivers, AMD's Adrenaline 23.7.1 drivers. They still do not work on anything that is it's targeted for, well for us is the Z1e or any 7840U device. Awesome. And uh, Russ, uh, why don't you tell us what, what videos you've been working on? Yeah. Hey, everyone. So uh, I just finished a video on Gamma OS, which is a custom operating. It's an Android kernel, basically, for specifically for two different Ambernic devices, the RG505 and RG405M. And it's amazing. Like, it basically just fixes all the software issues that I had had with that device. And so it's kind of neat. Like, I love the idea of, like, that oh, at this point only the hardware is holding it back you know what i mean like i don't have to worry about all that software stuff which is great you know and so it does really kind of bring it up on par with uh the retroid pocket devices like in the point where the software just kind of works the way you would expect it to uh always happy to see that i just wish that amnic themselves could kind of get to a point where they can release it as opposed to waiting on someone else to do it and before we get to rich real quick just watch the tv in russ's background and you know let us know in the comments down below what game is he playing on that thing? it'll be a fun little thing that we play uh when russ is here on the show uh by the way real quick heads up for everybody russ is not going to be here for a few weeks he's going uh He's going elsewhere, and uh, so we will have to uh, soldier on without him. Or I guess you know, Russ would say Navy on with. I don't know what you would say. Yeah, we would say Navy on. Yeah, Navy on, <laughs> as is commonly said in the armed forces. Sailor <laughs> on. All right, <laughs> Rich, what have you been working on, man? Yeah, I just released a video actually addressing the Switch 2 rumors that we talked about last week. I, I dug a little deeper. It turns out that um, the same person that leaked that this dev kit is in Spain did in fact leak, uh, leak that um, the, they're using a pro controller to test out the games on the dev kit. So they do, the developers do not have access to, to the Switch 2 controller, uh, according to this leaker. So that's been interesting. Uh, so I talked about that in other Steam Deck news. Awesome. That that means if they're using a regular regular controller, that means that you'll be able to do regular stuff without a weird gimmick getting in the way, right? That that's what I said, right? So like, there's two ways of looking at it. One of one is that they're keeping their new controller secret, and maybe it's wacky, and they want to keep it a secret because it's wacky. Um, but also, I think the other side of looking at it is they're testing it with. Pro controller testing with traditional controls, so traditional controls should be a thing in Switch Two or whatever the next Nintendo console is. Awesome, that's very cool. Uh, and the video that I am—it's actually not up yet as we record this, um, but it comes out tomorrow, and then this will come out. Actually, by the time you guys watch it, it will have been yesterday that the video came out. But it'll be my my full in-depth review of the ROG Ally. Uh, after having lived with it for about a month. And I've got a lot of good things to say and a lot of bad things to say about it. So uh, finish watching this podcast with me and the guys and then go watch all of those other videos that we were just talking about. All right. Uh, before we get, uh, we're gonna, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, a couple of the stories were actually submitted by uh, you guys. Uh, we're this is something that I think I want to try new. I actually got the idea from Rich because uh, I, I I was watching one of your videos and I was like, "Well, that's a good idea." Uh, so <laughs> basically, the the way that I, I'm going to find a good way to to pull good comments uh, and maybe give us a, a thing to talk about uh, is if you guys leave a comment on this video as a good discussion topic for next week, and if if I pick yours. Uh, I'll end up replying to you with a Steam code giveaway, and hopefully you can get to it before uh, everybody else. But uh, we had two comments that I thought were really interesting. Uh, one from DC Powered, uh, and they said, What changes would you like to see in a Steam Deck 2? 
uh, and and we'll we'll get to the and also part uh, afterwards. But let's start let's start there. What changes would you guys like to see in the Steam Deck too? Uh, Carrie, I'm going to let you start us off with that. What do, what do you think? What, what, what would you want different about the Steam Deck 2? Uh, so one of the things for me, the Steam Deck 2 is Valve's opportunity to uh, flex a little bit more than, than they could otherwise, because now that they have numbers to back up and have a better understanding of the addressable market, uh, because before it was going into it and it was kind of vague, like you had Gabe Newell say, you know, they anticipate to sell millions of them. So now they have a better idea of what type of initial sales that they get because they know the, their customer base. So the type of stuff that I would love to see for a Steam Deck 2 outside of just what you would anticipate for performance improvements is um, obviously continuing along the line of trying to maximize performance, but keeping an eye on low power. And there's multiple ways you can do that. And I've discussed this uh, in my Xbox handheld video. You can go wider on memory buses. You can add infinity cache. Uh, these types of things that are helpful for uh, balancing out the CPU, because if you're going to lower, uh, lower memory clocks to um, address uh, available bandwidth, but also to make memory go to a low power state, but still feed the GPU and having infinity cache to still feed the CPU. So there's those types of things that I would love to see because it's, Effectively, the only people that have actually done that is Apple. You look at the M1 Pro and the M1 Ultra or the M1 or M2. They're the only only company that have done that. And they spent a lot of money on size and space on silicon for increasing SRAM size. Um, so cash. So that's how they're, they're solving specific issues. So that's one thing that I really want them to do. But then outside of that, I would really, really love it if Valve's hardware division really flexed their muscle and looked at every itty bitty component and min maxed every component along that way like if they're gonna since they know they're gonna sell three million whatever steam deck twos mm -hmm. get a display that is going to i don't think that they're going to make a smaller steam deck because i think that they're they're they live large uh like you look at gabe newell he was rocking a 42 inch plasma playing wow on it like 10 years ago or something like 13 years ago. So they're always having that. So if you're going to go large and Steam Deck is ostensibly the largest handheld still is if you just made it like a little bit larger, you could probably go to like a nine inch display if it went bezel-less um, or like eight and a half inch if it went bezel-less with what it's at now. I never measured what it's at, uh, but it has gigantic bezels on it right now. Yeah. So if you can just accommodate, remove all the bezels, make a custom display, go OLED on it, still keep 800p, possibly go 900p don't go anything over that because it's really just going to be a waste um that's the type of stuff that i would love to see is going the extra mile to make sure that all the components that are going to be taking power outside of the package is minimized as much as possible so that total system power is not leaching power and being this vampiric type of drain that's happening on, on stuff because people are like, oh, I set it to 15 watt. Why is it taking 27 watt? I would love to see if you set a 15 watt TDP and with all the stuff that they've done, they can get that down to like 20 watt total. Um, like, you know, really, really flexing and trying to push hard on that. That's something that I think everyone would appreciate and uh, is where, where we really need these devices to go. Um, and I think one of the biggest concerns that even with the Asus RG Ally is battery life for people. Um, they, they just... You know, that's probably the biggest complaint that I've been hearing. Uh, and it's it's a challenge, um, but that's something that I would like to see really addressed. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned the screen size. There's a new device that's coming that we'll talk about. And uh, we may talk about later on in the show that has, I think it's an 8.4 inch screen, which I find that to be really interesting. Uh, but Rich, what do you what do you think uh, would be really good? Uh, really good additions or changes that you'd like to see with the uh, the the next Steam Deck. Yeah, while Carrie was talking, I had a tough time thinking about what I would how I would answer this because I feel like I don't have much other than sort of like the obvious things that you would expect: more power, better screen, that sort of thing. Um, I think the thing I came up with was like a user replaceable battery. That would be cool. Like if I could just have an extra uh, battery, like like I do for my camera, and then just replace it after I'm done burning one battery, that would be great. And I think that's that's really it. I mean, I think the, all the other stuff is sort of obvious to a degree i want more power i want a better d-pad that would be great 
and I want a nicer looking screen. Yeah, I, I can't think of much more than that. What kind of D-pad do you want? Do you want one that's uh, like the, the typical cross D-pad or one that's more like the Xbox uh, controller yeah. D-pad? I do like the cross. I like the DualShock as well. So I'm pretty open. It's just that um, sometimes when I'm doing certain like fighting game maneuvers, I can't pull it off on the Steam Deck, but I can pull it off on a PlayStation and on an Xbox. So I, that's still to this day after, you know, a year plus of owning the Steam Deck, I still can't do some of those moves. Now, how do you feel about the D-pad on the ROG Ally? That that one has the circle. Better. I like it better. You like it better? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Russ, what would you change about the Steam Deck if you could change anything? Uh, so most of it's already gone and been discussed, but definitely screen improvements. I, I do like the idea of 900p. I've been testing a lot of mini PCs lately that just can't quite get 1080p. And I found that 900p is a pretty good sweet spot where you get some nice clarity, but still it's not, you know, it's not pushing like 720p, which you can definitely see some muddiness. And so I do like that idea. But uh, the thing I thought of was ports. And so, you know, we have that one single USB-C port, but I would love to be able to see, you know, USB 4 to be able to use like external GPUs very easily, um, or just having more of them, you know, so we don't have to rely on a USB hub all the time would be pretty nice too. That's really it. You know, I think the everything, yeah, power battery and stuff like that, user replaceable batteries, a really nice idea. Like, you know, the old laptop batteries, you could just switch them out. That'd be mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so for me, uh, one of the uh, obviously a better screen. I, I never really had a complaint about the about the Steam Deck screen, but then when I got my hands on the ROG Ally, it, it's so much better. And I don't think it's better because it's higher resolution, but it is a much better screen. Like the colors just pop off of that screen, and by comparison, the deck um, just looks super washed out. Uh, you can kind of fix that in software with what's the plugin called? I forget. Um, um, vibrant, I forgot. Uh, vibrant, yeah, vibrant, that's right. Deck. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, vibrant deck. You can kind of fix that with vibrant deck, but uh, it's never going to look as good, in my opinion, as the as the one on the ROG Ally. So I, I I know people want OLED. I don't care necessarily if it's OLED or if it's LCD, as long as it's just not as washed out as the Steam Deck screen. Uh, as far as like 900p, sure. T 1080p, I don't think that that's necessary. I really personally don't think that 900p is necessary either. I think 720 or 800p is perfectly fine at a screen size of, of seven inches. But with Carrie saying go up to eight and a half inches, then yeah, I think 900p makes makes sense at that point. For me, what I'd really like to see, and this comes from, do I have that? controller nearby i don't have the controller nearby i've shown it on the show before it's the alpaca 3d printed weirdo controller that has two gyros in it i would love to have the steam deck have or the steam deck to have two gyros because after using that controller the gyro in the steam deck just does not feel as good it's still really good uh and uh like it's way better than the fact that the ROG Ally doesn't have gyro activated at all. Um, well, I would love to see two gyros in it. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about trackpads and whether or not they were useful or not. I would love to continue to see trackpads in the ROG, or not ROG, in the, um, in the, the Steam, Steam Deck. Deck. Um, sorry, I just, I just got done making a video about the ROG Ally, so it's kind of <laughs> like I've said it a lot. Um, I would really like to continue to see the trackpads, but if we were to, if they ever got rid of them in order to make it smaller, I would like to see the exact same functionality that you get with a trackpad by having your, like when you touch the screen, have that same menu options that you have, because I think that that is just the, the menus on the trackpads for games that are, I like to call piano games where there's a billion buttons, they just make games that you can't play any other way uh, playable. And the same thing with uh, the the region select and stuff like that. So uh, I would like to, to see that stuff. And I would like it to also have an optional controller that has all of the inputs that the Steam Deck has. But it's just a controller so that I can hook it up to my PC and just play yep. the games that way. Where when I'm playing on my deck... You know, I, I play games a certain way, and when I play it on my computer, 
I have to play games a different way because I no longer have all of the same inputs that I had uh, before. So um, let us know in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube, what are some things that you'd like to see uh, happen with the Steam Deck 2? Um, but DC Powered also uh, made another question. They said, what accessories should exist for the Steam Deck but don't? I am very interested to hear what you guys think about this because honestly, when I think of the Steam Deck, I don't think like I have a lot of accessories for it, but it's a it's a device that's very self-contained and you don't really need a lot of accessories for it. I mean, we've all made videos about like this is the other crap that you can buy with your <laughs> Steam Deck, and uh, like I made a video like that because you know what, there are people who want to know this stuff. But what are some things that you think, okay, nobody's thought of this yet? And uh, 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 Rich? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What do you think, I don't. Man? I don't have anything no one's thought of. Uh, in fact, you stole the answer I was going to give for that question, which is Steam Controller 2. We need, I would love a Steam Controller 2 for, for Steam Deck or Steam Deck 2. I'd love to see that. And, you know, it's basically the main thing that's missing for me when it comes to docking it and playing it that way. Because, yeah, I'd love to have the trackpads available to me and the four back paddles. Um, I definitely use that a lot with, with Boomer Shooters. So, yeah, I think that would be cool. Before we move on, uh, how many of you guys use all four back buttons? Not all Just the time. Emulation. Sorry. You do? Okay. I, I, I use two of them. I never use all four. I use my Steam Deck's too far away. I use whatever the top two ones are. I think uh, L4 and R4. I never use the bottom two ones. What do you guys use them for? Uh, Russ, you said in emulation you use them a lot? Yeah, so in MU deck they have like hotkeys and stuff, so I'll use that sometimes. But I've never programmed any button on the back ever. Like you know, like I I do that all the time with like uh, other controllers that have back paddles. Where I'll make my reload button one of them, you know, things like that. I've never thought to do that on the Steam Deck. I don't know why. Like they're just kind of function buttons for me when I need to quit an emulator, and that's basically it. All right, that's fair. Uh, so since you're talking, Russ, let's let's hear it. What are some accessories that you think that that you'd like to see for the Steam Deck? Yeah, it's hard because uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, when I got my kill switch like case and skin and stuff, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, OK, I'm done. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> like I have exactly what I need to complement mm -hmm. the Steam Deck and like everything else is kind of self-contained. The only thing I can think of is that back in the Xbox 360 days, they had like an external keyboard thing that you could plug into the bottom of your controller. And so you could just the type chat pad. If you needed to. Yeah, exactly. And so. There are times where I wish there was a more universal or streamlined keyboard experience other than, you know, people say, oh, use the trackpads on the virtual keyboard. But it's nice to sometimes have a physical one. And I've got like little Bluetooth keyboards that I use when I need it. But it's one of those things where I still kind of dread going into desktop mode if I need to, just because it's just not the same experience. And so that's one accessory I wish was just a little bit better, something that would make the desktop experience easier. Yeah, I don't do anything in desktop mode without my keyboard, without an actual keyboard because it's just such a pain to try and type on that uh on that the screen do you guys use the thumb pads to type or do you use the d-pad and the a button carrie what do you do when you're in desktop mode but you're not using the desktop stuff uh so i bring it up with like steam x and then uh sometimes i'll try to type it out how they want you to do it which 
if you've ever seen someone really good at typing on a Steam Deck, it looks like the same people that are excellent at typing enough using gyro controls. It's like, oh, I need to aim perfectly. Just, just use gyro, just like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, that looks easy. And you do it, and you're like, wait, why is my brain not working like this? And then if you've ever seen videos of people typing, no, I just type on the screen. Um, and it's atrocious. And it's why I've always been uh, a big proponent of um, physical keyboards on these devices. Which is uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, you. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you talk about it on uh, online a million times, where you show a picture of like the GPD whatever thing that has a slidey, the slidey keyboard underneath it, and I agree that's nice. But is it worth the extra money? Um, it, for for a Windows handheld, yes. Well, that's fair for a Windows handheld because that's like my biggest gripe with the ROG Ally is the fact that it's Windows. And uh, yeah. it's kind of a nightmare. Uh, it is. Anybody, go ahead. Anybody else have anything to add? I only have like a joke accessory, and that's. that's, it. <laughs> that's I, I mean, there's no, there's no other like the accessories have been done to death on the thing. So no, I mean the only yeah. thing I think of, you know how Game Boy used to have like the magnifier. <laughs> 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 there's there somewhere. <laughs> I think that there cool. should be a Steam Deck magnifier. Make your screen like twelve inches. <laughs> a huge I Fresno guarantee. That exists. Somebody <laughs> has that someplace. <laughs> yep. All right. We also got a question that came in from Leopard Eye. They said, what are each of your favorite consoles? I know you're not all Steam Deck obsessed. Uh, Russ, start us off. Why would you assume that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. What do you play so most of your games on? So if I'm playing at like home and on my like TV, then it's actually the PS5, just because there's so many like first person or first party games that uh, I just, I, you know, I've had a huge backlog and so I want to play those. And so that's the only game console that's hooked up to my living room TV right now. Like the, the Switch is there, the kids play that, but like my Xbox, I moved over here to the studio because I mostly use it for like work and demonstration stuff. And I think that says a lot to me is that like, if I want to sit down and play a console, it's going to be PS5. Um, but, you know, that's only when I'm actually playing in front of TV, which is kind of rare for me. So most of the time it's using a handheld and oh, there's so many that are my favorites. But right now it's usually the ROG Ally. If I've got an hour to kill, if I've got an hour and a half to kill, it's the Steam Deck. So that's all just because of the battery life. What about you, Rich? Yeah, uh, very similar. So I have PS5 console hooked up down here in, in my bottom floor, and I use that from time to time. The Switch is hooked up upstairs, and the kids use that. Uh, but mostly I'm playing on the Steam Deck. I have been playing the ROG Ally a lot the last few weeks, so that, that's been kind of my main driver. But other than that, it's been the Steam Deck. Carry console of choice? Uh, console of choice, um, I don't own a PS5 yet. Uh, so it would only be Xbox Series X that I have. Um, and that's just a, like, it's a Game Pass box, basically. <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, the machine that I use the most is my GPD WinMax 2, um, which I have hooked up to my 4090, and it's replaced my desktop. So that's what I use all the time. Um, yeah, even up, I have multiple WinMax 2s, so I have another one that's upstairs that I use and actually play in handheld mode. I actually been playing a lot of Diablo 4 on the on the Winmax 2. Um nice. so that's that's what I've been using. I must say though that the Steam Deck the Steam Deck feels the most console like out of all of them. And it just feels like you know you just it just feels better. Like you're like, oh yeah, this is feels like a console. It feels like an appliance. Um so yeah, I still think that the Steam Deck still has a level of value. I also, you know, weirdly enough, I like docking the Steam Deck, and even though it doesn't get any more powerful, I like using a like a Bluetooth controller and just playing on the Steam Deck, docked on on my TV on my living room TV. The big picture mode on the Steam Deck is, or and on Steam in general, is fantastic, especially after they did that upgrade. I I, I liked the original big picture mode. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Everybody else disagreed and hated it and thought it was a, an abomination. I always thought it was just fine. But then when they did the new one, and it's basically just the Steam Deck operating system, you know, the the same the same UI. I think that that looks awesome, and I I keep waiting for Valve to launch a box that I can just put under my damn TV that's yep. powerful, like like an Xbox or like a PlayStation, like a, a beefy. Uh, machine that doesn't have to worry about heat, that doesn't have to worry about battery life, that doesn't have a screen in it, 
and ship it with the Steam controller too. Uh, the first time that I had the Fox on this channel, like we talked about, you know, uh, the Phoenix APU and whether or not that was going to be like a, a future Steam box system, and we still we still haven't haven't seen what we're gonna if they're ever gonna do that. Um, but I feel like the Steam Deck is awesome, but I I want something that is console like to play my PC games. And I want it to run SteamOS instead of Windows because I don't want to have to, to deal with that. But to answer Leopard's question or Leopard Eye's question, um, for me, I have all of my systems are hooked up to my TV right over there on the other side of my desk. And the uh, this week, the only thing that I've been playing is my Switch because I wanted to finish Zelda, which I finished about two hours ago i finished the game nice. so look forward to us having that spoiler discussion everybody um now my switch is just going to go into hibernation for however long it takes before nintendo drops uh, the next game that i'll play but i like if i'm playing games most of the time it's on my playstation uh because that's it's just a really really good experience and wh when i when i'm talking about a console experience as far as like handheld it's the Steam Deck because it's more comfortable for me. Uh, but let us know in the comments section what, what it is that you guys have been uh, uh, playing. Like, what's your favorite console? That's a good question, Leopard Eye. Thanks for sending that in. And uh, uh, leave comments, and uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about your stuff next week. All right. Uh, let's... I, I have a section in the show notes for gameplay, what you guys have been playing. Nobody put anything in. You guys all been too busy to play video games this week, probably? Well, I talked about a lot of the games that I've been playing recently. Oh, okay. uh, I talked about it in the last episode uh, where I talked about Killbug and what was the other one I brought up? Uh, it was a 2D platform. I, and I then, oh, it. Pizza Pizza Tower, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. was what I brought up. And then I released a video shortly after that on Friday just talking about sort of the hidden gems on Steam Deck. So five hidden gems that I picked. So it was those two. Uh, Dredge was another one. Signalis, another good one, and the fifth one is escaping me. But those are the games that I was playing kind of hardcore the last two weeks. All right, Carrie uh, is just grinding more Diablo Four. Yeah, it's it's got its hooks into me real bad. Um, I, I just keep playing it. I, I had to pull myself away from it because I have so much video stuff that I have to get done right now. Like it was an avalanche of stuff that came my way all at one time. Um, so I had to stop playing, which is unfortunate because I'm just almost done. I have one more bit of renown to get. So the global renown. So all of my characters get all the um, bo the bonuses and stuff. So it's just last bits of Paragon points. Um, but yeah, they I've been getting uh, ancient gear um, uh, in Diablo 4. So it's just like Blizzard just knows they have this down to a science. They just know exactly when to hit you with that that dopamine hit. That it just like oh yeah let's just I gotta keep going. Uh, they got it down to a science, man. Like when you see a drop and you see that like darker orange, whoo, man, that that's just like the best feeling. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Diablo, you dropped something in our Discord channel real quick. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I don't know how true this is, um, but this was on Twitter that I saw going by because I've been. Uh, Twitter has been helpfully sending me stuff that's FTC adjacent because I've been looking at a lot of FTC stuff for the Xbox stuff that's going on. Um, and I, I, because I see adjacent stuff, there's other people that have been posing stuff. And it's like, oh, Diablo 4 is coming soon. I guess they're really confident that they're going to secure the, the injunction is going to be denied. They're going to you know close the deal on Activision. And as soon as they do, Diablo 4 is coming on uh, you know Game Pass. And there was like a Brazilian advertisement saying that Diablo four is coming to game pass. So, um, yeah. Um, the, my biggest hope here is that I can, I've heard that my, the game save from BattleNet gets transferred over. So no matter where you play, it's cross platform. What I'm hopeful for is that all of these achievements that I have gotten just pop up for me automatically. <laughs> uh, that's like hope number one. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. If this is the case, uh, but we should probably hear more. We're supposed to hear more about the FTC uh, decision later today or tonight. Yeah, 
it, it was one of the things that was going to be like the things that we were going to talk about today, but it, it hasn't come out yet. We're recording this on uh, Monday, July 10th. It's like 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time right now. So that's that's why we don't know uh, what's going on with that. And uh, we'll, I'm sure that we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I remember when Diablo 4 was just about to come out, Carrie's like, I'm not getting it because it's coming to, I think I, I'm holding out hope that it's coming to Game Pass and now it might be coming to Game Pass. Do, do you regret spending the $70 on it or are you just happy that you picked it up? No, yeah, it's been it's been a blast. Uh, I'm, I should have just trusted in myself that I, I'm just a huge Diablo fan. I bounced off of Diablo 3 real quick, so I think that was flavoring my whole kind of decision process, but Diablo 4 has been just fantastic. Uh, so just been having a great time. I'm excited to get back to it because I played it. I got to Act Three. I got my horsey, and then I was like, I, I was I felt guilty because I was like, I gotta finish Zelda. So I I booted up Zelda again, and as soon as I heard the like the little musical notes in the background, like I was all in, and I had to just stick with Zelda until I finished it this morning. So uh, I'm excited to get back to Diablo. Although the fact that Carrie's been like hardcore mainlining this this game like nonstop, and he's just barely ready to finish up his renown, which I think you have to finish before season one comes. Means there's no friggin' chance for me, so I'll never get all that stuff, and that's fine. That doesn't like I don't have to have all the stuff. I don't have the FOMO or whatever, uh, but you know, I guess I should have I should have stuck with it. But anyway. All right, so uh, let's move on to the news. And uh, Rich, why don't you pick one of the stories out of the uh, out of the lineup, and we'll talk about it real quick. So maybe a weird one, but I'm really excited about the single player Black Panther game. So, do you want me to kind of tee it up? Yeah, based go ahead. On, yeah. So I saw that it's a new studio. Uh, the name of which is. Uh, Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger games. Cliffhanger yeah. Studios, and it's headed up by someone that was previously head of Monolith. So they've worked on Fear, uh, No One Lives Forever, Condemned, and of course Shadow uh, Shadow of Mordor, Middle Earth. So I think that sort of experience, because the the team also has experience in God of War, Halo Infinite, um, and games like that. So I think they have the right experience to make a superhero game, and. I know it's a little bit controversial, but I feel like EA has been really rock solid on single player games in the last few years, despite the fact that they're the ones that were like, yeah, single player games are dead. Uh, to be <laughs> to be fair, I guess that was in 2010. So I, a lot has changed since then. And I, I think that sort of their recent um, output has almost been an admission that they were wrong, right? Like single player games are not dead and they've shown us with things like it takes two star wars jedi, jedi survivors star wars squadrons titanfall 2 so they've done a lot of good single player games and i i think this is going to be another one uh, i'm holding yeah i'm crossing my fingers for this one i'm very excited for this um you know i have i've given ea a lot of uh heartache over the years constantly <laughs> saying bad things about them I, like i'm not a fan of their stuff and i haven't been a fan of their stuff for the, a long time but the like that quote that you're talking about where they they said single player games are dead like that was just one guy who doesn't actually work right. at ea anymore and people right. still hold on to that and i'm not saying that you were doing that rich but People still hold on to it. And anytime EA says anything, they're like, ah, oh, see, remember when they said this? Scumbags, scumbags. And I'm like, guys, just relax. It just just because somebody, you know, you know, said something that you didn't like once doesn't mean that they're forever the bad guy. But people like to have a bad guy, you know, and it's easy for us to, to hate on EA, uh, especially because they have made a lot of crappy decisions in the past. Uh, Russ, are you excited for this, this game? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about like, do I want to play as Black Panther in like a third or first person game? And the thing I can think about is like, well, I want to make sure I have weapons. And, you know, Black Panther to me is not a guy who really has weapons all the time. And so I'm hoping at that point that they have other characters from like the Black Panther like universe, you know, like the mm-hmm. warrior women, you know, like things like that. They got those staffs and stuff like that would be cool to play with. And so I do hope that they have like more playable characters now that I think about it. But yeah, I think it'd be great. I don't know about weapons. That's a good point. Um, but I, I do expect like gadgetry, right? So I expect kind of similar to Spider-Man and Batman that T'Challa or Black Panther will have some sort of like, get you know, some some right. sort of gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Are you, uh, are you hyped for Black Panther as a single player game for me, eh? Uh, well, you know, I, I really enjoy the whole, that Batman Arkham Knight fighting combat mechanic, which I guess was also a a Prince of Persia Sands of Time type of combat mechanic where you can smoothly go in between stuff. So as long as they have that whole thing uh, and they add a little bit more to that, I'm always a sucker for that. If it's like, you know, in a new type of, I like it in Spider-Man. I'm sure it's going to be in Wolverine. Uh, So for Black Panther, it's going to be another thing. So as long as they have that with some type of twists, like they did with the, um, what was the system that they made in Shadow of Mordor? Nemesis. The Nemesis system, yeah. So, so if they can do, if they can just, yeah. Well, that's also owned by WB, right? Like they patented right, yeah, it that. They pay, yeah. So, yeah. so WB owns the patent on that, mm-hmm. and then no one can use it at all. Correct. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I would like them to make something. Um, I'm all in agreement with all of you other guys is like, you know, it's been funny because like EA has always voted the worst company out of all of them and they didn't even do anything. It's just that everyone <laughs> just automatically voted for them. But then you look at the other stuff, like, you know, it's like the, the, the nondescript characters and it just respawn. Uh, and he's like, Oh, where are we going? Papa EA. And it's just like <laughs> a bunch of bodies on the ground. <laughs> and he's like, putting a gun all the studios they've killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but then, you know, Jedi Survivor, uh, I actually really loved It Takes Two. I played that with my son. We had a blast. Um, there's been a bunch of games that EA has been coming out with. They're like People are like, oh, this is this is nice. So, yes, I am. Um, I feel confident that they're going to do a good job. I think EA uh, EA's influence. They uh, they do a good job as a publisher working with developers, uh, bring out the best. Uh, so I'm very positive on Like, I'm only optimistic about this. I, I'm very hyped for it, but I don't think that we're going to see it before 2025. Like, it just no, got announced. I think it's, yeah, uh, I think it's like that same thing like Wolverine. Like, when Wolverine was announced, it was like five years away. So we're probably not going to see it until like, like 2028 or something. Yeah, maybe it'll probably be, well, 2028, like from the, the Microsoft FTC uh, Discovery yeah. stuff, like... Microsoft thinks that that basically 2028 is the launch of the next the next hardware, right? That's the the next gen, not the mid mid gen. Yeah, right. So we'll probably see this like this uh, uh, Black Panther game will probably be a launch game for whatever the next generation uh, of stuff is. And you know what? Great, because I got too much to friggin play as it is. Uh, All right. So. Moving on, uh, Russ. Why don't you uh, pick one of these stories out of the out of the show notes, and we'll talk about it for a little bit. You can key it up. Yeah. So there's uh, there's a topic here about Xbox emulation coming back, and so Modern Vintage Gamer did a video, basically, and I saw the the notes uh, last yesterday when they were pinging in the Discord server. Basically, they found another workaround for the retail mode for emulation with Xbox. So if you wanted to play your uh, retro games or whatever on the Xbox. Uh, I, we talked about this a couple months ago, I think, you know, probably episode four or five or something like that. And I, my stance hasn't changed on it. You know, there's still a development mode that's available. And so you pay your $20 for that, right, to be able to get the sandbox. And then you can play your games within that. And I think that's still... 
uh, what I completely recommend because I don't like the idea of circumventing something that Xbox has already set up for us, you know? And so I like celebrating the fact that they're even being cool about that in the first place. You know, we don't see that in the other consoles. And so uh, I, I get it, you know, like there, there's people who don't want to pay that $20 development cost or whatever, or they just want to be able to have it on their home screen. Um, but me personally, yeah, I just love the fact that they even offer that development mode. And I'm so behind. Like, I think even in that last podcast episode, I talked about how I need to make another video about it because mine is so outdated. I still need to do it. It's on my list. I just haven't really had a chance to get to it. So, Well, Carrie, you use Xbox uh, a lot. Are, are you interested in, in this at all? Or uh, do you, well, do you have yours in dev mode or, or in retail mode? No, it's only retail mode. Uh, I also don't any don't do any emulation on my Xbox. Um, I just have way too many PCs that uh, I do it on, so it's just typically not a place that I would play it on. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's a great deal. It's it's two ninety nine oh, for an Xbox Series S. You know what I mean. And if you wanted to play up through PS two, like there's a lot of great options right there. But all the yeah. same, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't like the idea of having to circumvent anything. And I worry that if I'm going to use retail mode, like, is it going to come in, like, there's a possibility at that point, I'm not saying it's possible, but what if I get banned? Like my account that I've had since 2006, like I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize that, you know? And so yep. that's the other thing for me is like all those achievements or whatever, like I'm never going to lose that stuff. And so, yeah, yeah I don't even want to risk it. And, and one thing that wasn't clear to me, I watched a video from MVG, but there's a, patreon involved so you pay two dollars a month is that right yeah so, so basically yeah. the way that you do it is you have to pay uh to get like the 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 right file through patreon just watch mvg's video about it if you want to know more because he's he's got more information about it but you you do have to be subscribed to a patreon so you know a second ago russ was like people don't want to pay 40 bucks a month or 40 40 dollars for dev mode yeah, but twenty ninety nine or or two bucks or whatever a month, like fair. You know, you do you. I I ain't doing that. Uh, but you were. What were you saying, Rich? No, I think I was just that was it, right? Like it was a little strange to me, I guess, that you're paying a Patreon to access it when yeah, you could just do developer mode for twenty dollars and it's flat instead of paying two dollars per the month. Um, and then just like Russ said, dealing with potentially getting banned or, or just, yeah, whatever Microsoft may end up doing. I, I can see how it would be attractive to somebody whose only device is an Xbox. I can totally understand why that person would want to do this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that person probably doesn't listen to this podcast. Because, you know, you're watching a gaming podcast, you probably have multiple devices. And I'm going to guess that you definitely have a gaming PC to play on. It, maybe you don't have, like, the wall of uh, handhelds that that uh, that Russ has, uh, where he's got his shelves and he's got the Amber Nick whatever and the flippity bobbity boo or whatever the, all these different <laughs> devices are, you know. Uh, that's understandable. But for the, the people who only have an Xbox... I think that you're better off just putting into dev mode because you might pay this $2 or whatever. And then even if you don't get banned, Microsoft might be like, wow, we figured out how to detect it. We're going to stop. We're like, you can't do that anymore. And sure, you didn't get banned, but now you just, you sent, you know, 10 bucks or however many months it was, you sent money to this person and yeah, you got to use it in the meantime, but now it's gone and you can't get that back. So um, I think that you're better off just doing dev mode or... You know, I think, uh, Russ, you tweeted out uh, this week that, like, Ambernick is having, like, a crazy sale, right? What's, what's like, yeah, the I mean, cheapest it's, it's one modest. that people should get? Yeah, so if you wanted to just play, like, up to, like, PS1, you can get a device for 50 bucks at this point. You know, like, the RG35XX is a vertically-oriented handheld. And even the older ones, like, the RG350P is on sale for, like, 60 bucks, and that'll play up to PS1. So there's definitely, like, other ways that you can spend your money if you want to play your retro games. And it's nice to have them on the go as well. But, 
yeah, I, I, I get it, you know, and I, I think that there's an allure to the idea, too, of just being able to open up your Xbox. You can either play Halo Infinite or you can open up RetroArch and start playing retro games. Like, that's kind of very convenient, you know. In dev mode, you do have to reboot into dev mode and play it and then reboot back into retail mode. Uh, but it's just, you know, 15 seconds each way. And so, yeah, I get it. The, the convenience thing is there and, and, and the retail allure is kind of cool. But I just personally, I think that we should just celebrate that we've got dev mode available. And that's pretty awesome. That's like an awesome concept. So. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie, why don't you pick a story out of the uh, rundown and uh, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, yeah, so for me, it would definitely be uh, INEO's uh, latest device that they're talking about, their their Kuhn device. Mm-hmm. Um, that is um, something that I have a little bit more information myself on uh, right now. And <clears throat> I, I don't know if it's been detailed specifically, but uh, last I heard is that they were going to have a, a, a DGPU in there. I don't know if that has been revealed specifically. I definitely don't have any uh, inside information to that. But I would anticipate that they're probably going to be using something that's similar to what the GPD G1 uh, has, which is a, an eGPU solution. Um, but the thing that I just discovered uh, while I've been testing out the GPD G1 is you you have to force uh, Smart Shift enabled in the BIOS, which iNeo can do for this device. But at that point, uh, also in the power config. Uh, settings on Windows settings, you can actually change so that when you're on battery, you can say disable the DGPU and only use the iGPU. Uh, and when you're plugged in, disable the iGPU and only do the DGPU. But the really cool thing about SmartShift, AMD's SmartShift, is when you have Oculink connected to the G1, and right now I have it connected to the GPD Win 4 with Oculink, uh, effectively, the DGPU becomes a part of the system so it's the system doesn't see it as the 7840u plus the 7600 mxt it becomes you have the 7840u which gpu is actually this gpu so Mm -hmm. uh i i was messing around with that i only had it at 30 watt tdp and everything was going super slow and i'm like why is everything going so so slow and i see my package power and it's saying 54 watts i'm like what the hell is that and I take a look at my CPU core clocks, and they're all 500 megahertz. They're like dying. They're just choked for power. And I'm like, what's going on? And like, I see my GPU power from the 60, uh, this the 7600 MXT, and it's taking 50 watts. And four watts is for the CPU. I'm like, oh, my TDP that I'm setting is for the entire thing. So then mm. I boost the TDP to 150 watts, and all of a sudden my CPUs have power. The GPU goes up to 120 watts, which is what it maxes out at. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And from that, once I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to work just fine on the Ionia Kuhn because you're just going to set the TDP like you normally would. Like you just say, TDP is this. I want TDP 80 watts. Okay, there it is. Bam. That'll now control where the power is going. Yeah, so you have effectively however many watts into the GPU, the DGPU, and then however many watts to the CPU and Encore. Uh, and it handles that automatically you just have to have smart shift enabled so it's pretty cool i think from a handled perspective that automatic function is really nifty um plus they have um like an advanced rebar type of thing which is uh uh what is it forget the name of it but it's um effectively using so there's the dgpu has its own ram but it can actually interface with the system ram and there's 10 to 15% performance improvement just from doing this integrated AMD solution. So it's just pretty cool. It's overall just a really cool solution. So if they were going to go down this route, I don't think that they would do this big of a, of a chip. They'd probably use something smaller because it even like the minimum amount of power uses 50 watts, which is tremendous. Like if you think if it's 50 watts for just the GPU and then 30 watts for the CPU, that's 80 watts on a handheld, that's going to be a toaster. Uh, so that's, that's a, that's a thing to, unless you're just going to like dock it. Right. And then just, you know, have it be your dock solution at that point. But I know that there's people out there, uh, there's a YouTuber angel Knight. He's, uh, he, he lives in China, but he always takes a GPT device and just guns it. Like he runs the wind four at like 55 watt nonstop. That's like, <laughs> that's all he runs it at. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> like, give it a break. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious about what the, which where they're going to go with this outside of it just being bigger. The touchpads on there, um, I'm curious how they are accomplishing that, and if it's more than just mouse pads. Like if they accomplished what Valve is doing to some degree. Um, that would be very interesting, but I would love to understand more. So just from like, I don't know, there, there's a lot of interesting stuff that is in this package. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested in what, what they're doing here. Yeah, so just to catch uh, all the viewers up with uh, this, it's got an 8.4-inch screen, a 75-watt-hour battery. Uh, just for comparison, the the the. I think the the battery in the Steam Deck and the ROG Alley is forty watt hours, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that's tw like tw twice and then some uh, uh, more uh, battery than the Deck and the ROG Ally. It also has an infrared camera for Windows Hello, a fingerprint sensor, and it's like I I I, I don't follow it too closely, but. There's got to be like you know, the only ones that have trackpads. Like, yeah. I, I think I that I don't think anybody else does trackpads other than Valve. Although I got to say, the placement of the trackpads is terrible. It's yeah. the same reason why I hate. Yeah, it looks really bad in that yeah, regard. The same reason that I hate like the, the, the Nintendo Switch form factor is where they have like the right joystick is like way down low on there and then all of these handhelds kind of copy the Nintendo Switch form factor with the with the right stick way down low I find that terrible the, these trackpads don't look useful even a little uh where they are on the device it looks just way too low but that means it's not nearly as wide as the well it might be the same width as the Steam Deck but it also has an 8.4 inch screen so there's that uh Rich, what do you think about this thing? Yeah, I think um, what Carrie said clarifies a few things for me. So the first thing I saw, the first thing I thought of when I saw the trackpads is what happened to the INEO Next 2. So it okay. sounds like this is maybe the rebrand of the Next 2 um, because the Next 2 was the one with the trackpads and the DGPU and things like that. Um, and it also clarifies the 75 watt hour battery, which, you know, is nice regardless, but even more necessary if you do have sort of DGPU option or something like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I do think those trackpads are rough. My understanding in terms of implementation is that the trackpad implementation for the Steam controller mouse was just in a, a Steam controller trackpads were just like additional mice, right? Like that's how Windows recognized it. Mm -hmm. But then valve had to do all the software in the back end in terms of steam input and things like that for that to actually mean something so in that way you know it's it seems like it could be the same thing but valve has to sort of incorporate it and say we want to support this and they have to support the whatever the drivers are or whatever whatever i don't know in at the lower level that they need to sort of decide and say yeah we want to implement steam input for these trackpads otherwise it's all up to aya to kind of develop their own software for it. And I expect that to be as good as the gyro support in IA devices, which, you know, the kind of your mileage may vary on those. Valve is really good about supporting hardware that they don't make. Like they, like I, I, I've seen a million times where they're like, by the way, we added support for this controller that nobody's ever friggin' heard of uh, to this Steam input. And I was like, it, it, it like they don't make any huge benefit from that other than people like that the things that they bought work with the other thing that they bought and so it makes for a happier customer but it's not like they're they don't make any money off that uh it's just goodwill um the, what was the oh they said that Ineo Kuhn says the or that the company expects the device to weigh more than 900 grams uh, which I think the Steam Deck is around 640 grams, if I remember correctly. Uh, this is about two pounds about. Uh, Russ, do you think, boy, you, you have a lot of handhelds. Do you have any <laughs> handhelds that weigh that much? <laughs> I don't, but uh, I do. I have like um, 
a, a thing I'll be making a video on here pretty soon, but it's called called the Alley Mate. It's like the deck mate, but for the ROG Ally, and you put a battery pack on the back of it, basically, and that mm-hmm. becomes a little bit over a kilogram. And so I know what weight they're talking about, and it is heavy. It is significant. You know, batteries are heavy. And so the only interesting thing about the Steam input side, the trackpads, is that I do think it is in Valve's interest to support it because it means that people are going to be more likely to use Steam to use the Coon because they're going to be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I want Steam input. You know what I mean? And if I'm going to be using Steam input, I'm going to be using Steam. I might as well buy a Steam game instead of like the Epic version. You know what I mean? Because it's just an extra layer that they have to deal with. And so I do think it is in Valve's interest to to support it. And I I really hope they do because I the moment I saw those trackpads, I'm like, okay, cool. How are you going to pull that off? Like IS Space is so terrible already. Still, you know, even though IS Space Two Beta like just came out last night, and so I got an email about that. But all the same, it's it's. Neo is not a company that I trust when it comes to the software side of things, you know, in terms of having something that's not buggy. But you're completely right about the placement as well. You know, can you imagine if you can bring that picture back up again? Imagine putting your thumbs on the trackpad and then also reaching for the triggers at the same time. It's going to be impossible. Right. It's very Ambernick-esque, basically, like with the Win 600, where they put the, the analog stick super low on the device. That is not going to be a comfortable solution at all. So those people are like, oh, yeah, great. Now I can do my trackpad gaming, you know, playing Doom Eternal or whatever with trackpads. You're not going to want to do that. that. That placement right there is going to be super uncomfortable. And so I like yeah. the fact that INEO is going out and coming up with a new design. You know, I, I, I got another email yesterday from them saying, hey, we've got another INEO Air device we want to send to you. I'm like, I have done six reviews with this shell. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm done, you know. And so I'm still, I'm still getting it. I'm going to do a review. But still, <laughs> it's like, I was just, it's so nice to see a new uh, model refresh in terms of just at least new designs, you know. And that they may be using some components that worked really well with the other ones to come up with something better. I think the jump from the original INEO Next over to the INEO 2 is great, I think, in terms of just that design. And so if they're going to keep honing that, and this one to me looks a lot more ergonomic, uh, just in terms terms of the grips and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It is nice to have a beefy, big handheld like that. If they are going to have a dedicated GPU solution, this is going to be $2,000. So uh, yeah. just kind of keep that in mind. Price-wise, is going to be ridiculous. So yeah, yeah it's going to be super expensive. I'm going to add understand. one more. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, one more thing on the trackpads, because that's a good point with reaching the triggers. And that made me think about there's a whole community out there of people that use dual trackpads. So they use the trackpad on the left to move you know, like WASDA, WASD, trackpad on the right to aim. And yeah, there's no way I can hold that all on just the bottom. And then like, it just, it looks like it would tip over (laughs) and yeah, yeah, not comfortable to hold. Sit there and hold, hold your steam deck where you're just holding (laughs) with just your pinching with the, the bottoms and how, how long can you sit there and hold it for before you're like, okay, my thumb muscles, I'm a gamer. I got pretty good thumb muscles. They're starting <laughs> to get tired from holding it like that. And now remember that this thing weighs twice as much as the Steam Deck, which when when Valve announced that it was 600 or whatever grams, people were like, that's that's 1.4 Nintendo Switches. That's way too heavy. And then we got <laughs> it in our hands. We're like, oh, it's actually pretty comfortable because it was really well balanced. I don't see this thing being nearly that well balanced, especially because in one of these pictures... They are trying to show off the battery, and <laughs> this is this looks like really bad design in my opinion. Those batteries are heavy. Look at this. If, if for the audio listeners, I will describe it to you. But if you look at this picture, this seventy-five watt hour battery is all the way over on the left hand side. Like it's not. It's the battery's all the way over to the left, which means this thing isn't going to feel. And maybe it's just a render. I don't know. But it's not going to, like, it's going to be all the heavy, all the heft is going to be on the left-hand side, and the right-hand side is going to feel like you got nothing in your hands at all. Um, I hope it doesn't get hot either. You know, that, that, yeah. having something, a heat source that close to your fingers is not going to feel good. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I This is, so I replaced the the, the shell on my Steam Deck, and um, JSOX had sent me... The back plates, which I had just had like sitting under my desk for weeks, right? Um, and then when they sent the front plate, they also sent a back plate, right? But I had just stacked everything like on like on my, under my desk because I didn't have time to get to it. And then when I finally got to it, I put the front plate on and I put the back plate on, 
And then when I was doing my Cyberpunk 2077 uh, tests that I did for a video, uh, like I touched the back of the the thing and I was like, holy freaking cow, that is hot. It was like really like hot enough that I thought I could have burned myself with that. And I looked mm -hmm. and I had put on the old back plate that they don't, I don't think that they sell it anymore, um, where it is metal all the way through. So it's right over the back and it's metal all the way through. That thing was awful. I took that off and I put the the newer black plate on that has plastic over the metal. That's not an issue. Uh, like that one is perfectly fine. But I just wanted to let everybody know if, if you bought one of those ones that have like the metal on the back, don't friggin' use that because you're going to light your house on fire. That thing is so bad. Did any of you guys ever use one of those uh, back plates with the metal all the way through? Mm-mm. All smarter than me. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to it when I put it on there. It's it just so happened like, in my case. Yeah, I just never got around to it. <laughs> I you think know? it was like at hour seven of the live stream, and I just put it on, and I didn't even pay attention that I had grabbed the wrong one. But don't use the old ones. What were you saying, Rich? No, that was it. I just never got around to using that backplate. So I did see the reports, and I asked because Taki was the first one. Taki Udon was the first one I saw to actually have it, and then he he did a review before I even got my hands on it. So I asked him, like, because he mentioned the heat, and he said it was fine. Like it wouldn't burn, but it was it was hot, but it wouldn't have burned him. That's how he put it. So I was put a little bit at ease, but I never got to try it myself. Well, uh, maybe he didn't run the Cyberpunk 2077 That's benchmark it. and because that thing, like, if I, I, I could not leave my fingers on there for very long. I had to take them off because my brain said, don't do this. You're stupid. So I listened to my brain because uh, I was, you know, I was just testing. It was science. Like, there's this f very funny XKCD comic that shows like a... Uh, a little button and a person pushes it. it says normal person pushes it they get an electrocution and then they say to themselves well i guess i shouldn't do that and then you have the scientist walk in and they push the button they get electrocuted and they think i wonder if that happens every time like <laughs> that's where my brain was i wonder if it's is it still too hot to touch yes it is still too hot to touch all right um Last topic that I wanted to talk about before we get out of here, and we will have to do this one fast. Uh, although at the beginning, uh, Russ said there's we could talk about that all day. Square Enix says it is considering remastering more old titles after the Final Fantasy Pixel remaster successes. Um, and so I saw this and I was like, okay, which ones do you guys want? So uh, first off, before we even go, Everybody let us know in the comments what is the what what old Square Enix games do you want remade modern let us know um Russ what game would you pick So uh number one choice would be Final Fantasy 9 but I've heard that's already in the works and so I I'm not going to use that one as my choice cuz it's going to happen regardless but I I would be interested in seeing something not you know it's the Square Enix part of it the Enix side you know like so mm. I I pay very little attention to like the Dragon Quest games, but the first Dragon Warrior was my very first RPG experience on the NES. You know, it, it came free if you subscribed to Nintendo Power that first year, and I didn't have that, but uh, a friend of mine did, and so he got it, and we played through that thing, and that was an incredible experience. And I've never really played any other Dragon Warrior game since then, but you know, in me just kind of slowly or like tangentially playing, paying attention to it. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight is one that I've always thought is going to be pretty neat. I like the art style. I've played like the first hour of that game over and over again, but never actually gotten into it. So that's one I think I would like to see remade is the um, the Final Fantasy or Dragon. I'm sorry, Dragon Quest Eight, uh, the original one from the PS2. To see a remake of that one would be pretty neat, just with that kind of cool cartoonish, like cel shaded art style. What about you, Rich? That's a good question. I'm so I, one thing I like about Square Enix and their remaster so far is that they've been a little bit unpredictable. So like they've had the Crisis Core kind of pure remaster. They've had HD 2D remakes. They've had sort of complete remakes with uh, FF7 and then the Pixel remaster, of course. Um, so I'd like to see whatever they're going to do with whatever they're going to do it with. But I think my choice is going to be a non-RPG. I'm going to go with Parasite Eve. I think that would be a cool remaster, Parasite Eve from the PS1, and seeing how they would attack that today. I think even in its time, it was a sort of like a little bit ahead of its time, but also just 
I, I don't know. It was not quite right in some ways uh, like, I, I love the atmosphere and stuff like that, but the, I felt like if they had made it two years later, even just two years later, it would have been a little bit different how they would have approached it. And so I'd love to see how they would approach it now. What about you, Carrie? There's only one answer. That's the correct answer. <laughs> a, I cannot tell you how many times he has said that exact sentence. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 2d HD, uh, Chrono trigger. Um, I would like to see just a 2D HD. I don't think that they need to go go like when they went. It doesn't need to be 3D. Like having just the 3D environments and tilt shifted and all that other stuff. I think there's a lot of areas where they can get pretty creative and that would look really dope. Uh, and especially just in the few things and then redoing the um, the the cross ups like how the battle system works with the different people. Uh, redoing the soundtrack uh, just it doesn't really need that much it's already perfect uh, and then probably the only other correct answer is Final Fantasy 6 2D HD uh, those are the two correct answers and only answers that anyone has shared <laughs> <laughs> well I am going to give an, an incorrect answer not that I don't not that I don't want to see those games although when you said tilt shift it made me think of Zelda um, uh, what's the Link Between Worlds? No, the one with the with the island where, where Link's Awakening. Wait, wait. Oh, I would like instead oh, right, 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 of right. HD 2D, I would like to see um, uh, Chrono Trigger remade with that art style, where it looks like the Link's Awakening remake. I think that that would look really really cool. Uh, and I know it's 3D, but it's not really 3D. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's not that's not the one that I picked. Um, the one that I picked is ActRaiser 2. Uh, and okay. it, it, I really love that game, but I never really, like, I never played it. Uh, like, it's one of those games that I had on on all of my emulation systems, and I played it a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is actually really good. But it never hooked me. And I think maybe if they, oops, that's the wrong button. Maybe if they, um, like, if they put it out again, uh, and I wanted to find something that not everybody would pick because I knew that I guaranteed that somebody was going to pick Final Fantasy three or six, which depending on which country you live in, uh, and of course Chrono Trigger. So both of those I knew were going to be mentioned. So I wanted to find something that wouldn't be mentioned. So Act Razor two, um, and, and I really like Russ's idea of uh, the Dragon Quest series because my first Dragon Quest, I I played Dragon Warrior on my NES back in the day or actually on my friend's NES because I didn't own it myself. That was the last one that I played until Dragon Quest XI. I hadn't played any of the other ones, so I feel like I missed out. So that, that's a that's a really good shout as well, uh, Russ. I, I would like to see that. Uh, but let us know what, what Square Enix games you guys would like uh, remade and... Uh, uh, also, leave leave your topics um, uh, that you want us to talk about on the next show in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube. If you are not watching this on YouTube, you're listening to this in your favorite podcasting app, make sure that you uh, rate the star, however many stars that is the best or whatever, however, because it's different on different apps. Uh, but thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh, listening to the show. And uh, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the Nerd Nest Podcast. And we won't see Russ for a very long time. So, Russ, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody while I click the goodbye, the finish button. We'll see you guys later. It's only three weeks. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks without Russ is a long, it's a long, long time. time. <laughs>